good morning. Cynthia Phillips has texted Akron Alliance. I don't know what that means. Uh, I guess she's. This is smiley face. Okay, smiley face. Very good. Very good. That is you. It's me. Present. Good morning, Judy. Good morning, Nate. We have an action-packed Sunday. <clears throat> For those of you who suffer from allergies like I do, well, I don't suffer, but it's an inconvenience for sure. Um, make sure you take your allergy meds today. That's all I gotta tell you. Grass pollen is very high. Tree pollen is up there too. And when it gets breezy outside, you know what that means. Watch your eyes. Don't put your fingers in your eyes. Good morning. Angie, good morning. We are going to start on time. We have uh, a little bit to pack in here this morning. Um, it is 9.30 a.m. Good morning, and welcome to Sunday School at Akron Alliance Fellowship Church. Uh, to allow other people to get on, because we still have people who are logging on, uh, Jessica, good morning. Thanks for joining us this morning. Much appreciated. And uh, yes, take that Zyrtec. Uh, <laughs> Um, I'm going to allow people to jump on. I have a musical selection that I'm going to play right now. Uh, it's only about uh, a little over two and a half minutes long, but it was uh, provided by the uh, praise team. Uh, it's Andre Crouch, um, uh, Bless the Lord. It's a chant. And so I'm going to play this and allow other people to get on, and we'll get started with Sunday School. Amen.
Amen. Uh, that was uh, Andre Crouch's uh, choir. It was a bless the Lord chant. Um, we'll, of course, give the proper credit for that uh, later on on the, on the video for playback. Uh, but thank you for praise team for sending that in to us. Um, that praise team music, bless the Lord, uh, is a great, great reminder for us to remember where all of the goodness that we experience comes from. It doesn't come from other people. It doesn't come from uh, necessarily uh, uh, the things that are happening around us, but the Lord is the one who is providing for us and giving care to us. And we never should lose sight of that. Um, I think it's appropriate to make sure that we are always focusing, not looking to the left or the right, uh, or even looking directly in front of us, but looking straight up, looking straight up in the air and looking up to the Lord for all the guidance that we have. And I want to say good morning to Ann and Roscoe, who just jumped on a little bit recently. Uh, I think I saw Pearl uh, got on as well, too. Good morning, Victor. Thanks for being here this morning. Um, we are going to go ahead and get started with our Sunday school. Let's do some housekeeping first. Um, just as a brief reminder, um, we will be attempting to live stream uh, the worship drive-in worship service as well too today we've got um, looks like we'll have good enough weather to do so won't be any issues with that it's gonna be a little bit cooler uh, if you're coming to church today make sure you dress accordingly do not come uh, dress for 80 degree weather because you will be uh, uh, rudely it'll be it'll be very cold you'll be it'll be a rude awakening to you um, I'm wearing long sleeves right now because uh, I'm prepared for that very thing um, and, and just make sure, too, that you don't forget your, if you're coming to church, don't forget to bring your offering and provide that. It will be available uh, for uh, deposit in the box uh, at the church. It's there between 10.30 and 12 noon today. We also, um, uh, just as a brief note, too, for, for those of you at church waiting for Lynn and I to get down there uh, for the drive-in worship service, um, uh, allow a little bit of time. I don't really know how I have to navigate around whatever traffic issues there might be downtown in Akron to get around to get to you guys, but shouldn't be too bad. Um, we'll we'll work it out, but we'll be there as quickly as we can once we get out of here. Um, uh, go off the air, so to speak, and head down that way, um, because I know that some streets in downtown Akron were closed yesterday, and they may still be closed today. Um, we. Um, also want to make sure that we are always remembering and focusing on the Lord Jesus Christ. Focus on what he is, has promised us, what he will promise and do for us. Uh, don't ever lose sight of that. I don't care what anyone tells you. I don't care what anyone says. But today's lessons, both here in Sunday school and also in the, uh, during the drive-in worship service for the message, uh, it's going to challenge us to, as far as what we are going to do when there's adversity. 
when there are things that are happening. Um, it's safe to say that the entire United States and parts of the world are experiencing a great deal of adversity right now. And without getting into headlines or what was happening right there, you already know what those things are. Um, so if, with that in mind, we have a challenge in front of us as a people. And I want to make sure that you understand what your challenges are. But Scripture actually deals with that, and we'll talk about that right now. So we're going to go ahead and get to the, <clears throat> get to the Word and get to the lesson today. And let's go ahead and look to the Lord with a word of prayer. We'll get started. Dear Heavenly Father, I ask that you bless this entire group that's with us right now. I ask that you bless us, bless this church, bless the people, the city, the entire country. We pray, Lord, for your guidance. We pray, Lord, that you continue to make yourself known to us. We pray, Lord, that even in the midst of difficulty, you will bring people to you. Bring people to the recognition that they need you and don't need to rely upon individuals or things, but just you. And Lord, we will recognize your presence each and every time. We thank you for that discernment that you give us to know what to trust, what to believe, who to trust, who to believe. And Lord, that primary focus and trust and faith is on you and you alone. Lord, we just give you thanks and praise. Bless us, Lord, as you speak to us through your word. And we give you praise and thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. The passage today for Sunday school is going to be in the book of Philippians. We're going to go to chapter 1, and we're going to look at verses 12 through 20. It's a section that is, of course, the letter that's being written to the Philippians in thanks for uh, their uh, showing uh, their generosity to him by giving him a gift. Uh, he's in prison, and we need to always remember that when he's writing these letters, when you're writing a letter from prison, prison is not exactly a country club. It's a place where you're going through a lot of struggle, a lot of stress, uh, a lot of difficulty. You've got, um, you're not in charge of anything, but yet even in the midst of that, God is going to show through this passage here how even a person who is in bondage, in literal bondage, um, can still have favor and still make an impact for the gospel of Jesus Christ. So let's start. I'm going to read through the passage, verses 12 through 20 of Philippians chapter 1, and then we're going to discuss these. Please, please, please make a note that when all hope seems to be lost, You've got to understand that there is a progression that's taking place when it comes to the gospel of Jesus Christ and how it affects you. Do not miss this. So let's start with verse 12, and we'll read down through verse 20. It says uh, in verse 12, Philippians chapter 1, Now I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me has actually advanced the gospel so that it has become known throughout the whole imperial guard and to everyone else, that my imprisonment is because I am in Christ. Verse 14. Most of the brothers have gained confidence in the Lord for my imprisonment, and dare even more to speak the word fearlessly. To be sure, some preach Christ out of envy and rivalry, but others out of goodwill. These preach out of love, knowing that I am appointed for the defense of the gospel, the others proclaim Christ out of selfish ambition, not sincerely, thinking that they will cause me trouble in my imprisonment. 
verse 18, what does it matter? Only that in every way, whether from false motives or true, Christ is proclaimed. And in this I rejoice. Yes, and I will continue to rejoice because I know this will lead to my salvation through your prayers and help from the Spirit of Jesus Christ. My eager expectation and hope is that I will not be ashamed about anything, but that now as always, with all courage, Christ will be highly honored in my body, whether by life or by death. Okay, that's the passage, and it's a rich passage. And what I want you to focus on, too, is something that's very important here. Paul is at the point in his faith walk, and I think I shared this last week very briefly. Um, I don't think Paul believes he's going to ever get out of prison. I think he believes that his imprisonment now is something that is going to be happening, uh, is going to continue, and it's going to continue all the way through till the very end. Now, that's just me. Uh, that's the way I'm looking at it from the standpoint of um, how he's writing these letters and how he's expressing his love and genuine concern. But he's also giving you a very important, important point for you to see here. His faith has progressed so much that he is not concerned about the outcome. And I think that that's something that's very important for all of us to see, too. He is not concerned about the outcome. As he says, whether in life or in death, because there is an end to all of this. Now, let's take a look at us as believers. It's pretty easy to say that there are different levels of belief between individuals as far as their relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Some of our newest believers are going to still be growing in that area. <clears throat> they still have to be taught they still have to understand uh, the, uh, the facts about the gospel, more about the gospel, more about the life that Jesus Christ lived and how we are to live. And some of us who have been around a few days uh, have a greater understanding of who Jesus Christ is, and our faith has progressed as well, too. Well, we've had some incidents, instances all year long that have taken place that have challenged our faith, and I'm going to trust and pray that you've grown in your faith in spite of all these things that are happening. We are reminded that we are in the end times. And the end times means that there's going to be a lot of turmoil. There's going to be a lot of stuff that's happening. And we need to be very sensitive to that part of our development of our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. This is no time to run and hide. And I know that the natural inclination is for people to run and hide, and our message today is going to actually look at that later on as well, too, about running and hiding, because we're human beings. But we have to come back to the fact that we have so much in Jesus Christ that he gives us the ability to be able to withstand and deal with anything that's coming. Let's go back to verse 12 and look at a very important point here. It says in verse 12, once again, I know, want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me has actually advanced the gospel so that it has become known throughout the whole imperial guard and to everyone else that my imprisonment is because I am in Christ. Now, that's a very, very important statement. In spite of what has happened to Paul, what has taken place? All of the people who have him incarcerated, the Roman soldiers who make up the palace guard, 
who are the elite people who are looking after the the palace, the the people, the throne, all those individuals there, they know exactly why Paul is in prison. The advancement of the gospel to the Roman soldier, who are, by the way, they're pagans, they're people who are not following God, but yet here it is, the message is being conveyed to the very people who have imprisoned Paul. Paul saw this as an opportunity to spread the good news of Christ. Now, it doesn't matter so much as about what he was going through or what he was suffering. It mattered more that the gospel was being shared with the very people who were incarcerating him. That is the key that we need to see as a people. It's not so much about what's happening to us. It's about what God is doing in the midst of all of this. That is what's most important, that people recognize the importance of having a saving relationship with Jesus Christ. That is what is most important. When we talk about dying to self and living for Christ, do you understand what that means? Dying to self means I'm not going to worry about how I'm feeling. I'm going to be more concerned about living for Jesus Christ and performing in such a way and living in such a way that I'll be obedient to Christ and it doesn't matter what happens to me. Now, understand something. There's no premonition going on here. We're all going to live for a certain point and then we're going to die. But the most important thing for us to see here is that we it's not about us. It's about the gospel of Jesus Christ. Paul is sharing this and we have to understand that we're going to have times where we're discouraged. We're going to be persecuted and and, face, and understand that Paul faced persecution. The real persecution we're talking about, including beatings and floggings and all those things. Now, we, compared to Paul, sometimes we have it easy. But it doesn't mean we don't get discouraged. It doesn't mean that we don't have a difficult time. It doesn't mean that we don't have burdens um, we can't decide something. We have finances that may be coming up. We might have a family conflict. We might have a church conflict. We may have a conflict within the church itself, or we may even lose our jobs. And, and many people recently did lose their jobs. So this is real world stuff we're talking about. We're talking about real world situations, real world issues that come up. And yet Christ is still at the forefront and needs to remain at the forefront. Even though we have these things that are happening to us, Christ is challenging us to say, hey, what what can I what what can we be doing here differently? What do we need to see here differently? What do we need to discern in all the things that are happening right now? Lord, what are you trying to teach me? And this is what I mean about progression. You know, the Lord is always teaching us. The Lord is always trying to instruct us about different things at different times of our life. And sometimes at times when we don't expect it. So we need to understand that how we act in these situations is going to reflect what we believe. Are we going to believe and live like the world lives? Or are we going to take it up a notch, as Emerald used to say, and truly look to the Lord Jesus Christ as far as what's happening? That's where we need to really leave this. Look for ways to demonstrate your faith, even in bad situations. Now, we know what bad situations are out there and what have been happening. 
but there are opportunities for us to demonstrate our faith in ways that you know might surprise you but let the lord speak through you you're going to understand and, and be challenged by all these things where our faith gets stronger not when times are easy our faith gets stronger when times are difficult we are challenged to do things that frankly we wouldn't normally do if we are uh, having good times we're challenged to look at things a little bit differently and uh, you might have noticed that uh, uh, my my bride here put up a verse first peter three seventeen, and that's something that we need to look about suffer doing good um, that it, if it be good that should be god's will then for doing evil and we need to understand that we're suffering to do good we need to make sure that we're looking at the lord in all situations good bad or indifferent but frankly we're talking about the bad times right now, and we need to focus on those things as well, too. And understand that when we speak fearlessly for Christ or live faithfully for him during difficult situations, we encourage other people to do the same thing. You know, we, there is a herd mentality sometimes when it comes to churches. If we, if we are the ones who are just kind of looking at each other and wondering what the next person is going to say... And maybe the person having the worst time is still able to praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, that's an encouragement to everybody to do the same thing. Because you're thinking in your own head, man, what that person's going through compared to what I'm going through, why am I being quiet about what Christ has done for me? So it's an encouragement to hear people. Because look what it says again in verse 14, uh, back in the passage, Philippians chapter 1. Most of the brothers have gained confidence in the Lord from my imprisonment and dare even more to speak the word fearlessly. And that's because they're looking at, at, at Paul and they're saying, why am I keeping quiet? Paul is going through all this stuff and yet here he is uh, singing praises. He's, he's expressing love and joy. He is recognizing where his joy comes from. And that's exactly what we need to be doing ourselves. Are you encouraged in spite of everything that's going on by God's presence? Do you have the desire to speak his goodness even in the midst of difficulty we need that more and more each day every day we need to keep speaking about jesus christ and understand something not everybody's going to agree with you not everybody's going to jump on the bandwagon and say okay well because you're speaking about jesus christ uh, i'm going to follow that well not everyone's going to do that but i'm going to challenge you someone might it's not about how many it may be about one person in your life that you need to speak encouragement about. One person. That one person who comes to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ is going to be the one who causes the angels to shout and jump for joy when that person comes to know Jesus Christ. That's exactly why we do what we do. And understand something. We're not going to be looked at on a, on a favorable basis by a lot of people. There are a lot of people out there who don't love God. In fact, they hate God. And we'll talk about that more. But that isn't the point. The point is, is that we are still speaking the truth about Jesus Christ in spite of what's going on with us. So you do it because you want to make sure that people around you are encouraged to do it. Why do we fellowship as a church? Because we need to hear good news. We need to hear encouragement from each other. We need to hear encouragement from other people. We need to hear and speak to people, greet them, say hello to them, 
Find out how they're doing. Find out what's going on in their life. Keep in touch with them. Praise the Lord that we can keep in touch online. Amen? This is very important. And the fact that we're doing this here right now, and we'll be gathering together later on, a little bit after 11 o'clock, and and talking about uh, what's happening with our lives, encourage each other. Make sure that you understand that we need to be looking up, focusing on him, and, and those are the most important things. If you drop down in the passage of Philippians chapter 1, uh, verses 15 through 18, we want to look at Paul's attitude. Paul's attitude. And we have to understand that our attitude needs to be like Paul's attitude. Paul's attitude was that, if you look at it again, to be sure, some preach Christ out of envy and rivalry, but others out of goodwill. And he explains this passage these preach out of love, knowing I'm appointed for the defense of the gospel. The others proclaim Christ out of selfish ambition, not sincerely, thinking that they will cause me trouble in my imprisonment. And what Paul is talking about, and he doesn't, he says, what does it matter? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to me what they do, who's preaching or how. Only that in every way, whether from false motives or true, Christ is proclaimed, and in this I rejoice. Yes, and I will continue to rejoice. Now, that's a fantastic attitude. He doesn't care how the gospel is preached. One thing we have to understand that's very, very important for us to see here, too. Every preacher that we see, we're not going to necessarily think is sincere about preaching the gospel. But if the gospel is being preached, we need to lay those things aside. The most important thing is that if the gospel is being preached, if the truth is being spoken about God, uh, the Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ, and the power of the Holy Spirit then that's where we need to leave it because God is big enough to take all of that into account and make sure that he is reaching a specific person for the truth. And that's where we need to leave it. And that's what Paul is trying to say to us too. He's trying to say that he knows that there are people out there who want to build their own reputations. There are people out there who want to preach because they want to make a name for themselves. They want to take advantage of the fact that Paul is in prison. And there are people who do that today. There are people who do that. If someone... Uh, goes down or is not able to preach, then someone will try to jump in and, and, and try to take or, or steal the limelight. Well, I'm, I'm a big believer that God's going to deal with every person individually about their own motives, about those people who say, Lord, Lord, didn't we do this with you? Didn't we heal you over here? Didn't we say these things? And Jesus will come back and say, get, get behind me. I never knew you. That's where you have to leave it with the Lord on how he deals with those people who do anything out of selfish motivation. And that's where we need to leave it. We don't need to be concerned about those things. If anything, if we have any kind of empathy at all, we need to be praying for those people to make sure that they are doing everything they can to get right with God in spite of what they're doing. And that's the mentality that all of us have to have. This is what I mean about a progression of faith. A progression of faith means that you leave all this other stuff beside, to the side. You put catty stuff to the side. You put your own thoughts, you put your own political um, uh, aspirations or issues to the side. And remember that it's all about what the Lord Jesus Christ would have us to do. Understand that. That's very, very important. And we need to make sure that we're doing all of those things so that we don't, frankly, make other people stumble. We don't want people to be stumbled. We don't want to be the ones responsible for making other people stumble. 
If other people stumble because of what other people say, well, that's going to happen. But we need to understand that we need to look at the fact that Paul, with his great attitude, was rejoicing because the gospel was being preached. Amen and amen, and that's the most important thing. Um, we're not in a competition. This isn't a competition. This isn't about who is doing more for the Lord or who is doing less for the Lord. Honestly, if I can say this with all due respect, it's none of your business what other people are doing for the Lord Jesus Christ. The most important thing for you to be concerned about is what you're doing. What you are doing, what contribution are you making? Are you making a contribution based upon your own feelings about what other people are doing? Are you doing it because you think you need to be better than someone else in doing it? That's not what it's about. Now, Paul says it doesn't really matter if the gospel is preached, but we still need to come back to the fact that if you're progressing in your faith, all that other stuff doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't matter. It isn't important. It doesn't mean anything anything compared to you just speaking the truth about the gospel to the people in your life that you know. And I know that everybody who's online right now and is aware of what's happening, I had to get back to the feed. I, I actually blocked it out for a second. I think we can see it now. So understand that it's really important for us to remember that it's not important what it's not important as far as what other people are doing. It's about what you're doing for the gospel of Jesus Christ. So please keep that in mind, and please understand that as we uh, look at this passage. Paul rejoiced that the gospel was preached. Now, it doesn't mean that Paul is condoning what the motivation was. It's not a, con a condoning of it. It doesn't condone anything, because they had to account for themselves. But regardless of the motive, be glad that the gospel is being preached. But focus on what you can be doing to make sure that the gospel is being preached. Turn if with me, please, to Philippians chapter 2. There's a passage I wanted to look at here to make sure that we understand what our proper motivation is in Jesus Christ. Philippians chapter 2. Philippians 2. And I beg your pardon for those who are wondering, like, what was, I, what was happening there as I was talking? What happens is when, when my phone has messages come up and they stay in place sometimes... I try to move them out of the way, but sometimes if I do that, it might bounce over to another application. And that was what I was running into. I'm like, oh, I'm pretty sure I was still on the air, but that's how that goes. Look into it. Well, I'll look into it. Philippians chapter 2, verse 3. Philippians 2, 3. Now, look at what this passage says. This is what I mean about progression of faith. When we get past what people do to us, we're growing in our faith. And honestly, as we get closer and closer to the end times, we're going to be challenged a lot. So we need to understand that our faith needs to continue to grow. And here's an example of that. Uh, Philippians chapter 2, verse 3. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility, count others more significant than yourselves. Count others as more significant than yourselves. That's the epitome of dying to self and living for Christ. That's what we were talking about here. It doesn't matter what other people do as long as Christ 
is at the forefront. As long as Jesus Christ is the epitome of everything that we're doing, that is exactly where we need to leave it. So we need to understand the importance of these things. And it reminds us that we're not doing anything out of selfish ambition. We're not doing out of anything out of conceit. We're not doing anything because we want to be better than someone else. And in actuality, we need to be less, less of a person before Christ, lesser than others before Christ. So always remember that. Always keep that in mind. Now, let's look at Paul's attitude. Remember, he is in prison. Paul could have gotten depressed, discouraged, disillusioned. You're sitting in the same place day after day, week after week, and month after month. And a lot of the people that we know of in jail who have been incarcerated have been there for years. And it's very easy in that type of environment to get disillusioned or discouraged or depressed. Um, He could have wallowed in self-pity. He could have said, woe is me. He could have said, you know, had all kinds of despair. But he understood that his imprisonment was actually an appointment by God. An appointment by God. That's exactly what we need to see. His imprisonment was something that God had planned. It was an appointment for him. And so he is living in that moment uh, with the appointment. That's what we have to see here. And God used his imprisonment in Rome to bring the gospel to what? The Roman Empire. A place where the gospel could not have been preached without his being involved. Sometimes we have to see things a little bit differently than what we see on the surface. And what we don't always see on the surface is where God has appointed you to be. Do you Are you understanding that God has you where he wants you to be? Do you recognize that? And sometimes, um, I know in the past, I used to struggle with that. I wondered, is, am I really where God would want me to be? Am I really in this place? And it's okay to ask those questions. It's okay to seek him out and ask those questions and wonder, are you in the place that he has you to be? Because he can confirm that to you. He can confirm that you're exactly where you need to be because you'll know someone in your life or see someone in your life that's growing in Jesus Christ. That's the confirmation. The confirmation is that a person who you know, who you experience, is actually growing in their faith in Jesus Christ. So you are, don't, don't believe that you're put anywhere and you're not where God's supposed to be. Even if it's temporary, God has you in this place for a reason and a purpose. So what we need to do is understand those very things and understand that Paul is writing these letters knowing that he's conveying this information to us today to be encouraged. You are in a place that God would have you to be. Now, here's our, our real serious question for you. Do you accept where you are today um, or do you have difficulty with that? Do you have a hard time with your present station of life? And that's a valid question. If you have a hard time with that, I think you need to go back and have a really good and hard and long conversation with God about that. Do you resent where God has placed you? 
Is there resentment? Do you feel resentment? Now, you're allowed to feel whatever you want, but there's going to be a place where God's going to speak to you about that very issue. But rather than holding it in and not dealing with it personally, you need to be seeking him out and asking him these very questions. Are you asking him, are you being honest with God about where you are in your life right now? Being honest with him is a very, very important step in progression in your faith. It's a very important step. It's not something to be taken lightly. But if you're mad at God about something, I'm going to challenge you. It's time for you to deal with that anger and figure out what it is you're angry about, what you don't like about your life right now, where you're at. I mean, we're all in different places and different situations, but we have to come back to we're very rich. We have a great deal in Jesus Christ. We are not want of anything. We're not going hungry. We have um, food on our plates. We have the clothes on our back. We have um, a, a shelter over us. We have a lot more than a lot of folks have. And we have to come back to that sometimes. But that doesn't mean we won't get angry with God about things. So we need to deal with those issues and understand that God is the one who puts us in a place to serve. We don't necessarily know where that is at all times, but we're serving wherever we are. So take the time in your daily reading and meditation when you read the passages to go back and ask God, God, talk to me about where I am right now. Help me through these situations. This is how we grow in our faith. This is how we deal with all of the mayhem that's taking place in the world today. We can get very easily distracted, and we need to focus on having those conversations with God. I'm going to challenge you. You need to have more than one a day. You need to have more than one a day. More than one uh, as far as the, the actual reading and meditation part. Um, meditating on God's word, as it says in, in the scriptures. But ultimately, you need to be having these conversations on a regular basis with him, prayerful about where you're at right now. God wants you to serve him faithfully and serve him in such a way that Paul is serving with joy. Joy in the midst of suffering. Do you get that? Joy in the midst of suffering. Do you experience joy? And that's something that we have to see here. And there's one more passage to look at that I want to make sure that we're focusing on here. The last section, uh, after Paul says he will continue to rejoice, verse 19 and 20. Because I know this will lead to my salvation through your prayers and help from the Spirit of Jesus Christ. And it says it will lead to it. Well, I'll talk about that in a second here. My eager expectation and hope is that I will not be ashamed about anything but that now, as always, with all courage, Christ will be honored in my body, whether by life or by death. Now, you have to understand something. The salvation is a one-time thing. It happens once, and it, it is all taken care of as far as your eternal salvation. But what Paul is alluding to here, and what I want you to see here, is that he is referring to your life and how you live your life and what's involved in living your life. It's a journey. It's not a one-time thing. There is a progression that's taking place. And what Paul is saying here is that he's saying he wants people to see that he's growing, he's still learning, but he's praying and asking people to pray for him that he continues to grow. 
he continues to progress, that he doesn't get depressed, that he doesn't get anxious, that he doesn't do those things that take away. He doesn't want to be ashamed about anything. And I'm telling you, I think that this is a prayer that he's having because he realizes that he needs strength to keep going forward. And he needs to be able to have strength when he finally is uh, crucified, frankly. That's what's going to happen to him. So he is praying for strength, uh, and he wants to be in a place where he is courageous and that he's honoring Christ, whether dead or alive. And that's where we need to progress, where everything doesn't matter anymore. We will live for Christ or we'll die for Christ. And that's what it comes down to. That's where we need to be as a people. We have to come to that reality that if people want to see, if you want people to say good things about you, let them say good things about you in life, living for Jesus Christ, and also in death, in death, excuse me. So that's the very important thing for us to do as believers in Jesus Christ, because we are, frankly, blessed to have what we have today. And we're able to live in the spirit of Jesus Christ. We have so much, and there will become a time where we won't be here anymore. So we need to be praying for strength and praying that we will grow. There's a passage that comes to mind here that refers to verse 19, 2 Corinthians 1.11. 2 Corinthians 1.11. We are on the home stretch here, so I want to make sure that uh, you're aware of that. Um, 2 Corinthians 1.11. This is what we as a people need to do to be prayerful for everyone online here, everyone who's not online Everyone related to the church, our family members, um, our relatives, um, people that we know who don't know the Lord. We need to pray for these people all the time. It says here in 2 Corinthians 1.11, you must help us. You also must help us by prayer so that many will give thanks on our behalf for the blessing granted us through the prayers of many. We need to understand that those prayers are very powerful. And those prayers mean something. Those prayers are very important because they bolster you up. They give you the energy. They give you the strength coming from the Lord Jesus Christ. Prayers are very important. Always pray for others. You're not just praying for yourself, but you're praying for others. You're praying for others to be able to um, see the goodness of the Lord Jesus Christ. And there's one other passage to look at here relating to verse 20. Flip over to Romans 8. Romans chapter 8 and verse 19. And this is something that we need to see here too. Recognize that what you're witnessing with the world today and what you're seeing with the world today, everybody sees it. Everybody is aware of it. And what Paul is alluding here too is that we need to have, don't be ashamed, be courageous, Honor Jesus Christ no matter what's going on. And understand that the creation, the very people, <clears throat> the very the, the God, Jesus Christ, the angels, they're all looking at this groaning that's taking place in the creation. For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God, which is talking about the revealing of Christ when he returns. This is what we're all looking forward to. This is what we're all looking to. This is where we're all putting our focus on. <clears throat> Pardon me. We don't know exactly when that's going to happen. But we understand that 
while we wait for this very thing to happen, we need to be strengthened. We need to be bolstered up and be encouraged that what we're experiencing, all creation is experiencing. We're all in this together. We've heard that phrase more than once uh, a few times during this pandemic. We're all in this together. Amen. We're all in this together. But guess what? Jesus Christ is aware of everything that's happening right now. And we are all in this together. And so we are waiting for the longing of the revealing of the sons of God, meaning Jesus Christ, his return. And all those saints, all those people who are going to be working with him in this whole endeavor to bring people to the Lord Jesus Christ. Understand something. Angels are in full motion right now. They're doing the work of the Lord. We should be in full motion as well, too, recognizing that we are doing the work of the Lord. And it's not about the outcome for us. It's about the outcome where people come to know Jesus Christ. Honestly, the most important thing right now for all of us is to make sure that we're not causing other people to stumble. We're staying strong in the faith. And we are praying for people who don't know the Lord Jesus Christ to get that knowledge and information. That's where we should be. So Paul, in his suffering, is saying even though he's in chains... He's advancing the gospel of Jesus Christ, and he doesn't care how it happens. He just cares that it happens and gives praise and joy to the Lord Jesus Christ because he knows he's appointed to do it in prison, and he's doing it right now. So let's make sure that we are doing those very things ourselves too. Let's um, take this lesson and this example, and we're going to close out in prayer and do some housekeeping, and we're going to close out at about 10.15 to be able to make the trip down to Akron. Um, But I'm just very thankful for all of you. I'm very thankful for all of you for jumping online with us for Sunday School. I pray that the information being conveyed is not the words that I'm speaking, but the words of the Spirit speaking to you. And that's what's most important here. It's not about what I'm saying. It's about what Christ wants you to know through his word. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for your lesson today about remembering that no matter what's happening with us, the gospel is being proclaimed because we're speaking up for it. We want to be the ones to serve you. We understand that there are appointments in our life that we don't always enjoy or like. There are things that happen to us that we don't want to experience. But we understand that we have to experience those things because we have a place where you would have us to be And you're teaching us. And we're learning more about where you would have us to be right now. We don't like it. It's not about liking it. But we understand it. We understand it and and recognize that it's most important for your name to be praised and proclaimed. We know that we are created for the purpose of glorifying you. So in that understanding, we do that very thing. Lord, thank you for your, uh, giving us patience. Thank you for giving us endurance. Thank you for giving us joy in knowing what our purpose is. And Lord, for those of us who don't know our purpose, help us, Lord, to see it. Help us to see what you would have us to see, to have greater understanding. We thank you, Lord, for this teaching. We thank you, Lord, for this truth. We thank you, Lord, for helping us to progress day by day in our faith. And we give you praise and thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, Brief housekeeping notes before we sign off here. Thank you, Pearl. Thank you. God bless you guys. You guys are great. I, I honestly 
am doing what God would have me to do. I can't express that enough. It it, it makes me feel very special that you guys um, would take the time to join us like this. And so I appreciate you very much. And um, just keep your eyes looking above. That's the most important thing. That's what I'm I keep telling my wife the same thing, and she's doing it, and we're going to do it together. And we're going to, and the one thing that's really important for us to see here too is that it's really good to have someone who's got your back to help out. And I can't stress enough of that. That's really that's really a precious thing. Housekeeping notes for church today: make sure that you take care of your offering and bring it. If you cannot bring your offering, please mail the offering to the church. Um, the church needs the additional funds, uh, not just to pay salaries, uh, but we want to make sure we're also taking care of uh, the utilities in the building. Akron Alliance Fellowship is the uh, a place to mail it, 688 Diagonal Road, Akron, Ohio, 44320. We appreciate you doing that. And we will be heading down to Akron. We'll, we've learned some lessons here about making sure that we, um, for the uh, drive-in worship service, we'll turn off our Wi-Fi, make sure we have on the Bluetooth. I keep reminding myself of that each time when I do it, but we'll be heading down for that. If you're coming out, it's going to be cool today. Please wear the proper attire for the cool weather. It's about 55 degrees. This was supposed to be about 11 o'clock in Akron. That's going to be nice and chilly, um, but hopefully uh, we'll be able to get through this together. Um, it's just a wonderful wonder to be able to get together each uh, and every Sunday. So with that in mind, thanks for being with us. Um, for those of you who are online with us now, uh, check back with us in about 40 minutes or so, and we will try it again for the drive-in uh, service. And uh, uh, praise the Lord uh, over and over again to be able to do this with you guys each Sunday. Thanks again. We'll see you next time.